I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Welcome to my podcast, my little neighbor of the internet, my little cozy corner of cyberspace. You found me. My name is Bill Flanagan, and uh, the name of my podcast is, I'm not mad, I'm just irritated, and I've actually been thinking about changing the name of my podcast. Did you know that there is not a podcast that I could find that's titled My Crappy Podcast, or My Stupid Podcast? which is kind of what I was leaning for, but I don't guess that really sells it. What, Whatever, guys. <sighs> I got a couple of things. It's been a little bit. Well, you know, I had some eye surge. I did a podcast two weeks ago after I had my lens replacement in my left eye. And a week later, I had the lens in my right eye replaced. Well, it's even better. I mean, I went to the doctor the next day, checked my vision, it's right at 20-20. He said, yeah, your left eye was 2400. That, that's basically blind. You can't see anything but fuzz. And that was true. Even with glasses, it wasn't good. So I was operating on very little vision. And that's why I finally broke down and went to the eye. I was like, I can't see anything. And now, no glasses. I used to wake up and first thing I'd do is I'd reach over to my nightstand table and put on my glasses before I did anything. I could read and see my phone. Anything up real super close, I could see just fine. I never needed readers to read a menu or my phone. But anything else, it was tough. And I noticed <laughs> when I looked at a headlight coming on, it wasn't just a headlight. It was like four headlights. So imagine coming in oncoming traffic. It, it was insane. Now, just totally normal. I think I mentioned that when I looked at the moon without my glasses, I saw a ring of moons of about six or eight moons. That's how crazy it was. With my glasses, eh, three or four fuzzy moons in a blob. Now, one moon. I went out the other day, two days after my second eye surgery. I looked at the moon and it's like, I realized I hadn't seen the moon in years. Just one bright, cool looking freaking moon. And I've always dug the moon. I like the moon. I like looking at the moon. I know the phases of the moon. I know whether it's a waxing gibbous, a waning crescent. I know if it's a first quarter, second quarter, last quarter actually. I know if it's full or not. Some of y'all think it's full. It's not quite full. It's a day or two away. I knew all that now, but I, I, I quit looking. Couldn't see it. I noticed a couple of things with my new eyes. One, I need some lotion on my face. It's very in need of some some attention some moisturizing so that's the bad news when i looked in the mirror with good eyes i realized i got 10 years older when it was fuzzy i, oh, I look pretty good and now it's like oh oh i can see it all some wrinkles there some dry skin some wrinkles but here's the upside of that so i think i mentioned that everything i was looking at i didn't realize it light white pastels they were all dingy it was like looking at manila paper if i was looking at white paper i just thought it was the light shining on it funny but no i was not seeing whites at all very good so as a result of that for the last couple years I, I was looking at my teeth it's like what's wrong with my teeth my teeth are looking like i've been chewing some toast 
you know, I need to pound some chiclet. And I was buying whitening toothpaste and I was thinking about getting you know, teeth white. I realized after the surgery, my teeth are perfectly white. So there's the upside. Upside, white teeth. Downside, yeah. I see a lot of more gray hair. I see a lot more skin needing some attention. So I guess, I guess that's good, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. So um, I went to a, a gig with my brother in Tomball. We drove over there, did the gig, drove back in one day. And we're driving home and I'm feeling some hunger. But there's not much. You're going through towns like Giddings and uh, Brenham. And they're a big enough town. They have stuff. But my thing is, do I really want to go through a Taco Bell at 1030 at night in a little town? What's left? Just the bottom of the barrel from the whole day's worth of whatever. Uh, and I was, I was telling my brother, let's just go to McDonald's. I mean... I don't like McDonald's, but I figure, well, that's probably pretty safe because I'm not going to McDonald's. He goes, let's go to Whataburger. I go, that's fine. We went to Whataburger. And for some reason, I don't know, I, I feel bad for people that own fast food restaurants. It's got to be near impossible to get people that want to work there. Um, I'm not going to bag on fast food restaurant employees. I don't know if they're brilliant or dumb or somewhere in between. Doesn't matter. But we all know that they screw up orders a lot. So because of that, I told my brother, just get me the number one combo with cheese plain. I wanted nothing on it. No lettuce, no tomato, no pickles, no mustard, no ketchup, no mayonnaise. Just I thought, well, they can't screw that up. Just plain. Nothing else. And he looked at me like, how old are you, 12? I go, I just, I'm, I'm you know, I just, I feel comfortable. It, at this point, it's almost 11 o'clock at night. Waterburger was open 24 hours in the drive-thru only. So we get it, and I, I got to admit, the fries were like hot right out of the fryer. The hamburger was really nice and hot. It was all fresh. I was pretty pumped. So I bite into my plain hamburger, and I look. There's nothing on it. Well, I look in the car. It's dark. So there's no lettuce. There's no tomato tumbling out. There's, there's no, con you know, no condiment-looking stuff on it. And I take a bite, instantly, the taste of mustard is overpowering. And I don't like mustard on anything. I don't even put it on hot dogs. It's the one of the few foods I do not like. I don't like mustard. But that's the one thing they put on. They didn't put ketchup or mayonnaise. I could have lived with that a little bit better. Pickles, you know. To make, they left everything off, but they just slathered it with mustard. It was the weirdest thing. It's like they see plain and then they just, they didn't just put a little on there. It was a significant amount of mustard. So I took one of the buns and I took it off and I just kind of folded. The Whataburger's big. I folded it over like a taco. There was still plenty of mustard on it. But, you know, I wasn't going to go in there and say, hey, man, can I have a different burger? I said, you know what? I'm a grown up. I'm just going to eat it. You know, I, I'm not going to throw a fit about it because they fucked up my order. I'm, you know, I'm just going to eat it. it. It was fine. It wasn't. It would have been better without the mustard. Like I said, I don't like mustard. But how do they just put mustard on it? It's, it's befuddling me. 
It's like plain, eh, we'll put some mustard on it. And not just a little, a shit ton of mustard. I don't understand what, what y'all see in mustard. I don't get it. I don't buy it. I don't even put it, like I said, I don't put it on a hot dog. And here's why. The mustard overpowers the taste of anything else that you put it on. If you, when I was eating that hamburger, I didn't taste the hot, fresh beef or the melted cheese or the fluffy little bun. All of those flavors were gone, overpowered by mustard. That's why I hate fucking mustard. That's all you taste is mustard. All right. But like I said, I put on my big boy pants and what did I do? I, I ate the damn burger. If I was 12, maybe, well, not 12. If I was like eight, I probably would have cried. <laughs> you know, like you cry to your mother. You know, she's trying to wipe it off with the bag. Here it's fine. No, it's not. <laughs> Kids do that kind of shit. Because God forbid they eat something that is, is fine, but not to their exact specification. Kids are out of their minds. You know what the other thing I don't like to eat? Water chestnuts. I don't like the texture of them. They have no flavor. They're white little pieces of what I would describe as styrofoam. The crunch is weird. If you don't know what water chestnuts are, they, they put them on a like, like if you go to these walk places, we went to this Chinese walk place by our house. We sat down there and I ordered something that had water chestnuts in it. And I asked the waitress, I said, can I order this but without water chestnuts? And she said, yes. And I go, well, good, because I like all the peppers, the beef, all that other stuff sounds really good. I just don't like, once again, she came out, it was like double the water chestnuts. I couldn't even pick them up, but I tried. I ended up eating several water chestnuts. I wasn't pleased, I wasn't happy about it. But when I when I picked out as many as I could, it was like a pile of mashed potato sized pile of water chestnuts. I think she said, could I get extra? I guess she thought I asked for extra water chestnuts when I asked for zero. So I don't like water chestnuts. I don't like mustard. Almost, in, I don't like sauerkraut. I don't, I don't know how anybody would eat that. That stuff's weird. Almost anything else, I, I don't like coconut. Uh, I, don't, I don't like coconut, it's weird. You know, I, was, I went on a beach, there's coconut trees. So I cracked open a coconut. I thought, well, maybe I'll eat this fresh coconut right off of this tree. And I ate it, you know, it wasn't bad. It was fresh, yummy coconut, as far as coconut goes. But that was the last time I ate it, and that was probably uh, 14, 15 years ago. And I don't eat, I don't eat it. Mustard, water chestnuts, sauerkraut, coconut, anything else, I'll, I'll, I think I'll eat it just fine. Guys, I lost a sponsor. I, I don't know what happened. I used to have like seven or eight. Now I'm down to six or seven. I know who you are. I have a list. I look on my little web page. It tells me someone, someone, here's what happened. Their credit card got fucked up. That's what I'm telling myself. Happens all the time. But that's okay. I'm going to take all y'all's money this week and I'm going to go down to the taco place. God, what's the name of it? The Tortilla Factory. Roses. 
You know, I could go to Torchy's and get one taco, one drink, one side of refried beans and chips, 12 bucks, 13 bucks, 14 bucks. I can go to Rose's and get the biggest thing they have. It comes in two plates with a drink, same price. And that's the one meal I, I'm eating for the whole day. I can't even eat anymore the rest of the day. That's how, how much food it is. So I'm gonna take my sponsorship money for the month I'm going to go feast. All right. Um, oh, I hate to even bring this up. Uh, okay. So we live in a neighborhood. And there's dogs everywhere. I got dogs on both sides of me. Dogs behind me. I got dogs. They go out, they bark. If they bark too much, I bring them in. I mean, we don't let our dogs run around the backyard without us. There's a pool. God forbid they find a way out through the gate. If we're if they're out there, we're out there with them. Everybody else just let their dog their pack of dogs run around. And if they start barking, they, apparently they don't hear it. <clears throat> apparently, I'm the only resident with ears. I'm the only person living in a home in this little four house area that can hear barking dogs because everybody else just I get, apparently just goes about their business. If your dog is barking for an hour and you're home, well, for one thing, if you're not home, it shouldn't be out there because you're going to know what the hell's going on. And, and you don't hear it, but you don't do anything about it, you don't bring him. You're a bad person because you don't care about the people around you. You're just inconsiderate. You're a bad person. If you listen to this and you just let your dog bark unfettered, I'm not talking about for five minutes. It's a little long, but I'm talking for an hour or more, even. <clears throat> You're a bad person. I judge you. You're worse than a bad driver. Bad drivers can't help it. They're just bad drivers. They think they're good drivers. They're bad drivers. That other thing is a whole different. That's a conscious decision to make the people around you miserable. Hey, guys, you know, we had daylight savings time. We lost an hour. Of course, my dogs don't know how to tell time. So when I would feed them at five o'clock, now they think it's five o'clock, but it's four o'clock. And if I feed them at four o'clock, then they're going to, want to get up the next morning because they like to eat early in the morning. And that 5.30 or six o'clock morning meal is going to be five in the morning. I don't want to do that. So I have to push it back a little at a time. Well, that's what they say. Well, just push it back. My dogs, they know. They know when it's time. And they will not give you peace. They will bark at you. It is time to eat. So I can't, you know, do what normal people do, like watch the news, you know, fold laundry, make a phone call, listen to a podcast. So what I have to do basically is crate them and leave the house. We did that for two or three days. Now they're back on schedule. But by God, kids, how do they do it? All right, I got a funny story about one of my kids. Little Will. Little Will was a smart little kid. And he was about three. So when you think, when you're about three years old, you only have two, you know, return to standard times under your belt. And one of them was when you were a baby. You don't remember it. So this was probably his first time where we put him to bed at the same time. Um, well, this happened 
in the spring when it, when the daylight got longer. But we put him to shut the blinds. His bedtime was like 7.30. He was tiny. I read him all the stories and kissed him goodbye. Good night. Shut the door. About five minutes later, he comes out. He opens the door. He comes, goes, hey, it's light outside. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. He was not having it. He goes, well, I don't go to bed at light. He goes, well, now you do. It's 7.30. Try explaining that to a three-year-old. It's like, well, you can stay up and read books or you can go to bed, but it's, it's bedtime. That's the great thing I learned with my kids. It worked for my kids. And, and I used to tell this as a teacher. When they had their trouble putting their kids to bed, I said, this worked for me. I don't know if it'll work for you. But let's say their bedtime was at eight. They were fourth graders. That's probably eight, 8.30, let's say. And I would say, you can go to bed at eight or you can go to bed at eight, but you can stay up and read for 30 minutes before I turn out the light. Well, they go, well, yeah, I'll do that. Gave them an extra 30 minutes. So they'd look at these books for 30 minutes because they'd rather, they would rather even look at books than go to bed early or go to bed at their normal time. And it worked. But anyway, this whole time change, it affects everything. Your mood, your sleep cycle, when you got to go and take a massive you know what? Can you imagine, you know, you have your morning routine and next thing you know, it's hitting you at odd hours? What if you get a second wave in the car and the waves work? Uh, the whole thing's a bad idea. What's really bad is my buddy, my buddy Ray. So Ray is in Michigan on the eastern side on Lake Huron. Well, he, they're, in, they're in the eastern time zone. But they're in the far western edge of the eastern time zone. So it may be 6 o'clock or 5.30 whatever and dark in New York City. And it's the same time in Michigan, but the sun still takes time to travel. Their sun setting right now is 5.13 p.m. Their sunset. 5.13. Look it up. He goes, yeah, man, by, by 4.30, 4.45, I got to start shutting things down. You know, he's out there working. So that's a big kick in the nads. But you know what? I like it. You know what I did today? I mowed my yard. Last time I did the scrape, dropped a deck of the mower down a notch, scraped all the stuff off, evened it all out. I haven't mowed in about a month. We've gotten some rain, but, you know, things are starting to go dormant. My gosh, it's the middle of November. And so I did one last edge, you know, one last blow and clean. Because in summertime, you can start mowing at 8.30 at night and have a good hour to mow your yard. Because that's about what it takes me, hour, hour and a half. If I go slow, depends on what I do. But you know, you can't do that. You know why? It's dark. You can't do chores outside when it's dark. So like, oh, kids, can we can push me on my bicycle around the block? Nope, can't do it. It's dark. Hey, I, I need you to run down. No, 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 no. Why? Dark. We don't do, we don't. The only thing we do at, at dark time is party. And who wants to party at 6.30? So it is the dormancy time. It is the time to power everything down. You have a nice meal. You watch your Netflix for an extra hour because it's dark. I dig it. Now, my brother... My brother's a musician. He goes to bed at three in the morning. 
He gets up at 11. Sometimes I'll go over there and I'll say, well, dude, it's 11 o'clock. I go, well, you got six hours of sunlight. He goes, Jesus. Those, those people that sleep late because they, they stay up late, they're not seeing the sun for a while. They don't like it. And I'm going, well, just get up early. I just stay up all night. Of course, sometimes they play till 2 in the morning, 1.30. You can't just go home and jump into bed. You got to, you know, relax. Have a cocktail. You know, chill out. And then you'll get drowsy and go to sleep. And it'll be about 3.30. All right, guys, guess what? It's time for the Chalky Report. Chalky Report's bought, brought to you by, you know who it is, Dr. Paul Berg, Scott and White Group. Georgetown, Round Rock, Texas. He'll take care of you. If you got a scorching case of herpes and need some Valtrex, he got he he'll take care of you. If you have pustules, rashes, lesions, he'll give you some balm and salve for that. We've talked about it. I don't have those things, but you know I've read about them. All right, chalky chalk report. Let's do it. Chalky Chalk Scale. Chalky Report for uh, the 10th of November. Chalk's doing good. Started doing a little extra walking. I'm feeling good. We're, haven't been gobbling ibuprofen. No flare-ups. We're looking at a 0 to a 0.5 chalk on the 5 chalk scale. And you know what? That pleases me. That fills me with glee. If I can explain to you now, I can see like a normal person, not an old man. And I can walk like a normal person, not an old man. Those are two big things. You guys take those for granted because you can walk and you can see just fine. I wasn't walking fine and I couldn't see shit. It was depressing. But now, things are looking up. Chalk out. All right, we're back. We had first segment. First segment was a little long today. 20 minutes, 21 minutes. We had a short chalky. I made up for it with that. So that's good. Um, you got to dig that. So guys, I am I'm going up to the Windstar. I have not been in, in a long time to the Windstar. I haven't gone anywhere. I went to Vegas with my buds in the first part of July. And I have not gone anywhere since. I've had sick dogs, I was blind, I had chalky, and I was just sitting at home. And I told Allison last month, I said, after my eyes are done, I'm going to the Windstar. I got two free nights, and you know, I'm going by myself. I asked my brother, no. I asked um, my cousin Danny, maybe. I asked my, my buddy Chris, sick. So I'm going by myself. And uh, I don't know what to expect. I got two free rooms, two nights free rooms. I have a bunch of free play. I got a, couple, a free meal. So um, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go through Denton, get me a DCIHB. That's a Denton County Independent Hamburger for you that do not know. With chili and cheese and fries and beans. You know, it's still under 15 bucks for all of that. And it is a mound of food. That's the only meal you'll need that day. I'm telling you, it's gonna be great. And I'm just gonna hang out, have a few cocktails maybe, win a million dollars, lose a million, I don't even care. 
I just am ready to do something. I'm hope, hoping the weather's nice, probably chilly, but uh, I'm gonna do it. Anyway, I was fixing to get up, let my dog out, he barked. I don't know if you could hear it. He just went out. I thought, I'll go do a podcast. My dogs are all, they've eaten and they've gone to the restroom. So, anyway. So I'm gonna go up to the Windstar and um, I'll let you know how I do. Hopefully, I'll do pretty good. All right, I'll tell you a story. And we'll close, we'll close things out with this. So I have a hobby. I guess it's a hobby. I don't do a lot of this. But I'm a big baseball fan, as you know. And I have old baseball cards. And I like to send them to these guys in the mail to see if they'd sign it, send it back. I send it with a self-addressed stamped envelope. It's called TTM autographs through the mail. There's a lot of people that do it. And I get these addresses from this website I joined. It's 15 bucks a year. And you get um, an access to a database. And it'll tell you who signs, who doesn't sign, if they charge, how much. Some of these guys charge, you know, $5. And some of them on these Hall of Famers, some of them sign for 10 or $20, which is cheap. So I don't know if you know who Goose Gossage is. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He was one of the best relief pitchers in the game in the 70s and 80s. Played for the Yankees. Just an intimidating force through freaking gas. And he signs through the mail for $10. So I had this Goose Gossage card and I wrote him a letter and I told him this story. This is a true story. When I was in high school, I went to a Texas Rangers game in the old Arlington Stadium. And the bullpens back then were just down the first and third base lines. There was no enclosed, you know, cordoned off fancy bullpens like they have in today's stadiums. They were just on the foul territory next to the fence, right by the fans. And the Rangers were playing the Yankees. And at the end of the game, I was sitting right down there. Nobody went to the games back then. The Rangers weren't any good. This was probably 1981. And actually, I don't remember exactly the year, but it doesn't matter. So the end of the game, and I thought, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to ask see if they got a ball, see if they'll throw me a ball. And I saw Goose Gossage. He's unmistakable. He's got this long handlebar type, all this Fu Manchu mustache. I go, Goose, you got a ball? He looked around, oh man, no. I thought, can I have your, <laughs> can I have your glove? <laughs> and I was just kidding. And he laughed. I go, what do you got? And he goes, reached over on the bench and he threw me a pouch about half full of red man chewing tobacco. Here you go, kid. I'm pretty sure that's probably technically against the law, actually, to provide tobacco to, I was probably 16, 17 years old. I go, thanks. <laughs> So I was with somebody, don't remember who, and I'm looking, I was like, what am I do with this red man chewing tobacco? But I took it home. I could have thrown it out. I had no intention of chewing it. So I'm telling him this story. And when I got home, I think I set it on the kitchen counter or something with my wallet or keys or something. The next morning I got up, you know, slept late or whatever, and I noticed my chewing tobacco's gone. Where's my red man? I go, Mom, where's my, where's my red man? And of course, she thought I was chewing it. She goes, I threw that away. You don't, you tell me that wasn't you. And I said, no, it wasn't me. I said, I got it at the game, ball player threw it to me. I wasn't going to keep it. I was going to throw it away eventually. 
I just hadn't gotten around to it yet. I don't know if I'm going to keep it. So I told him the story. I said, yeah, my mom threw away the red man. So would you inscribe this to Elaine? That's my mom's name. You threw away Billy's red man. Goose Gossage. I didn't think he'd do it. I did not think that he would take the time to even read the letter. I knew he'd sign it. I gave him 10 bucks. I opened up the letter, and sure enough, he'd done it. I was stunned. That's pretty, that's, that, guy, that guy's a pretty good sport. You got to admit. He read the letter, and he did it. He, maybe he enjoyed it. I don't know. But I just remember anytime something would get thrown away at my house, my mom probably threw it away just like she did with my red man. Oh, I think it irritated her. I told her this story recently. She didn't even remember it. It wasn't even that important, but I remembered it because I got it from a Hall of Fame pitcher, my red man tobacco. Guys, we're going to thank our sponsors today. Of course, Dr. Paul Berg. We got Ray up in Michigan, Big Ray. <laughs> you talking about the man, it's Matt Beards, another one of my Vegas buddies. Gray Musavi, he, he's, he's, a, he's one of the newer guys listening to the pod. Mariah Johnson, Will Flanagan, Allison Crow, all those guys support the pod, and we appreciate it. Intro music, my brother Mike Flanagan, outro music. No, I always mess that up. Intro music by brother Joe Freund. Outro music by brother Mike Flanagan. Guys, until next time, we'll see you then. Later. Just irritated.